praise the Lord. I say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Wow, we can have our seats. Um, I'm so excited and honored to be here this morning. I consider this a very big privilege to share the word of God and above all to be among generals of our day. I can only give glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. I came with my dear wife and I came with my amen. So, because it's the morning hour, we can chew some few bones. I want to believe you are here because you are hungry. And if I was to give my message a theme, I will call it revivolution. Because I believe we don't need a revival only. We need a revolution. The status of our nation and the status of the globe cannot be fixed by revivals alone. We need a combination of revival and revolution. Daniel chapter number 2 from verse 32. I was asking myself after this powerful meeting, what's next? Are we going back to our cities and just watch a generation die without Jesus? Are we going to watch our nation and those things that are not of God? Or will someone be mad enough and say something must change in my day? One of my mentors told me the world is recruiting and training while the church is entertaining and playing. It is not business as usual. The Bible says this image head was of gold, its chest and arms of silver, its belly and thighs of bronze, 33. And the Bible declares its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly of clay. And then 34, you watched while a stone was cut out without hands, which struck the image on its feet of iron and clay and broke them in pieces. I will repeat 34. The Bible says you watched while a stone was cut out without hands, which struck the image on its feet of iron and clay and broke them in pieces. We are talking about Jesus the Messiah. And that stone, that stone that brought down an image prophetically that was revealed to Nebuchadnezzar in a dream, that stone is Jesus. I said it might be a little bit deep, but if we have to reach the world, we must understand the psychology of the world. The law of counseling and psychiatric medicine is the first thing you do is you study human psychology. We can never redeem the world, have impact in the world until we understand the very fabrics that constitute to the psychology of the globe. The impact of the Pentecostal movement and the impact of our revival and revolution must begin with a serious study and mapping of the globe so that we are able to understand the psychology. Whatever Daniel saw, the head of gold, the breast of silver, the thighs of iron and toes of iron and clay was not just an image. It was the picture of civilizations. Somebody say civilizations. Somebody say civilizations. I've always asked myself, we have very big vocabularies as Pentecostals, but no impact in the globe. 
He that is in me is greater than he that is in the world. I carry Jesus. Very big vocabularies. But where is our impact? Secularism is still ruling. In fact, they say the world is not becoming more secular. The world is becoming more spiritual. And that's why we cannot run away from spirituality. Allow me to bring to your attention that there are five major civilizations that control the globe. If you understand these civilizations, you will understand why the world behaves the way it behaves. And you will understand how we can change our world. The five civilizations that govern the globe. The kingdom message can never be effective until we understand what we are countering. The kingdom of darkness is a constituent of five major civilizations and they are in the Bible. The first civilization is the civilization of Cain. Somebody say the civilization of Cain. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, it's going to be deep. Some of you are so deep in economic models. I don't know who said the church ought to be shallow. Our generation is so educated and the world is so knowledgeable. But the intelligence of scripture is wanting. Cain civilization. You find the whole conversation in Genesis chapter number 4. And you begin to understand who was Cain. He was the brother of Abel. And what happened to Cain? He was kicked out of Eden. And when he was kicked out, the man pioneered a godless civilization. He came up with a system of life as a man. How he can live without God. This is the epitome of secularism. If you understand the Cain civilization, you will understand the origin of secular lifestyle. Where men have designed a system of civilization, but God is not in the system. Number one, Cain was the pioneer of cities, but God was the pioneer of families. Cities are not buildings. Cities are ideologies and mindsets. Do your research. Many great cities globally struggle with the essence of worshipping the true God. From the east to the north, the south to the west, and even begin to do your study with the advancement of county government where villages are being converted into cities the first thing that enters is godlessness. I am not saying we don't, we don't build skyscrapers, But all I'm trying to say, cities are beyond buildings. Cities are ideologies. We were in a city, one of the cities major in the east. The fabric and the foundation of that city is the spirit of Babylon. We went to one of the biggest buildings in the globe and in the building they played a clip and they say this is not about the tallest building, it's about the spirit of man. And the Lord just told me, Babylon right there, cities. That's why as the cities are advancing, the church must arise. This is the order. The Lord raises altars before he raises cities. So when, when a city grows before an altar, that altar will be a nuisance. Am I speaking to anyone this morning? So the Lord will have to raise altars before cities. The second thing, the Cain civilization pioneered secular music. I began as a gospel rapper and I refused to call myself a hip-hop artist. Because hip-hop is a culture which is a culture of gangster mentality, rebelliousness, and all these things. And the first man that pioneered a sound that was not worship was in the genealogy of Cain. 
one of the sons. My goodness, if we understand the mystery of secular music, we will begin to shut some of the radio stations and TV. Because the sound, sound is a carrier of spirits. The Bible says nothing existed on earth. The Holy Spirit was moving, but nothing existed until a sound thundered from eternity. In the days of Daniel, they said, when you hear this sound, bow to the image, Belshazzar. Secular is not just a sound. It's a carrier of spirits. One of the laws in the realm of the spirit is the law of sound. That is why worship is a sound. And spirits are sensitive to sounds. My goodness, some of us are born again, but your ringtone is not delivered. You have a sound that cannot carry the Holy Ghost. It is not entertainment. The world has moved from entertainment to doctrinations. Sound is being used as a medium of doctrinating a generation. Because one of the gates of your soul is your ears. The other one is your eyes. That's why you must be cautious. What are our children listening to? They might be doctrinated in the demonic by the system of sound. Is someone getting me? Music is beyond entertainment. Music is a carrier of spirits. Even in our traditional homes, there are sounds that are produced in certain events. Sounds of circumcision. Sounds of weddings. And they carry a certain atmosphere. Somebody says secular music. It is as old as the civilization of Cain. Have you realized many clubs are not in the village? Okay, that's in my mother tongue. Because I, I speak to a certain generation. Hallelujah. And the other thing you need to understand is that the Cain civilization introduced what I call metallurgy. My background is in geology. There is what we call iron ore. The extraction of metal. You, you read it in Genesis 4, it's there. People began to forge things out of metal. And that became the civilization of weapons and tools of farming. It's called metallurgy. Hallelujah. If a form one can understand mitochondria, they can understand metallurgy. I don't know why we, need, we look shallow. If you can understand some principles in college, you can understand metallurgy. Somebody say metallurgy. This is what brought the essence of weapons and the essence of defense. Number four, they introduced animal husbandry. Animal husbandry or advanced agriculture technology. Right now we're in the age of GMO where nations are coming up with ways of feeding themselves. Number four, animal husbandry or advanced agriculture. Number five, the Cain civilization introduced polygamy. The first polygamous man is in Genesis 4. The man that dared to marry two wives is in the Cain civilization. What is that? It is called the disruption of the family setup. Now today we have journeyed beyond polygamy. We have entered into the ecosystem of Sodom. LGBTQ plus. They have taken the whole rainbow. We need our rainbow back because it's a sign of covenant. So there is a disruption of a family order. God is not surprised when men are walking with a flag and saying, I think I'm a man trapped in a woman's body. There was a city called Sodom, which it was a gay city. A whole city that virgins were available because men had lost their passion towards women. So, whatever is happening is not news. The Lord has seen it before. And the Bible says, an intercessor by the name of Lot called upon the name of the Lord because of Sodom. And the Lord came raining with fire. Allow me to speak to my generation. 
Whatever we are calling human rights is beyond human rights. In the book of Leviticus, they don't call it sin. They don't call it weakness. The Bible calls it wickedness and abomination. Somebody say abomination. We need to understand there is transgression, trespass, iniquity. When you transgress, you have crossed the boundaries. When you trespass, you have gone beyond the boundary. Mercy can speak. But when abomination comes, judgment enters. Africa, the Lord is preserving us. Let us not be the dumb side of moral chaos. You study the patterns of scripture. Israel was preserved in Africa. Were it not for Egypt, Joseph and his family would have died. It took Africa to preserve Israel. They came as 72 members, left as a nation of 2 million. Africa. Jesus was preserved in Africa. Even now, the moves of God are being preserved in Africa. We cannot look to the west. We can only lift our eyes above the hills. Because we are the solution of the world. In the radar of economics, they can call us the third world country. But in the radar of spirituality, we are the first world country. Let us know our identity. Let us not permit the civilization of the West corrupt our generation. Somebody must stand and declare it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Ghost. The other civilization was the civilization of vengeance. They pioneered vengeance. Families are going to stand. I say families are going to stand. We will marry young and divorces will come to an end. There will be no disruption of families. The identity of us being the leading nation in terms of single mothers out of this revival and the moves of God, there must be a shift Vengeance and civil war were there. And listen to me. When I look at these things, when man has a house through cities, when man has emotional settlement through music, when man has weapons, a form of security, when man has advanced agriculture, a form of yeah, food security, and when man can live without laws, we call it the sufficiency of life. That's why our evangelism must move from God is going to bless you. Because there are people who have what money can buy. But they don't have what money cannot buy. And one of the errors when men walk in the sufficiency of life. They tend to think they don't need God. How many people in your estate wake up every Sunday. And you see them with a chihuahua in the, in the, in the neighborhood with a shot. Because for them, Sunday is the day to bask and kill hangover. That is the day to take a dog for a walk. Because they live in a gated community. They have soldier on the gate. They have an insurance worth 10 million. But they don't have the assurance of eternity. We must preach Jesus. And I love what Apostle Joshua Selman said. The dimensions of him. Somebody said the Cain civilization. But what happened in that civilization? It was brought down. Genesis chapter number 4 and verse 26. Another generation came. Another seed came from Adam. The Bible says now. Genesis 4, 26. 26. This is the end. And this is what is going to happen. Genesis here. The Bible says. And as for said. To him also a son was born. And he named him Enosh. Then what happened? Then men began to call on the name of the Lord. I want to announce the Enosh generation is rising in our day. In the mighty name of Jesus. Even in the Cain civilization. There was a generation that called upon the name of the Lord. This is the system of revival in a civilization that is what? Can I continue? 
Somebody say civilization number two. Somebody speak to me, civilization number two. It is called the civilization of Egypt. Right now, there is an intention to introduce African renaissance into our curricula, curriculum. It is so sad, CRE wants to be kicked out and they want to teach CRE alongside what they call Africanism. If your child is doing CBC, Every time they will send you to consult some very historical things about culture. Our children are being taught about ancestral worship. It is engraved in our curriculum. Because the system of Egypt is the system of spirituality. Please forget about the pyramids. You study the mystery of the pyramids is another conversation. But Egypt is the foundation of witchcraft. Sorcery. Black magic, ancestral worship, satanism, freemasonry, all these find their expression in Egypt. You look at the symbols of freemasons, it has their origin, the pyramid, the concept of the Satan as a big builder, it has its origin in Egypt. Somebody say Egypt. Somebody say Egypt. Hallelujah. Are you still there? Ask your neighbor, are you still there? Tell that neighbor, if you understood Pythagoras, you can understand the civilization of Egypt. Tell that neighbor, you are too deep for life. And ask that neighbor, how did that thing even help you? By class 4, we knew algebra. That is already Arabic, class 4. And we, we can't understand Greek. Yet as class 4 knows algebra. And that's why the gospel is not making sense. They are too deep for simple conversations. Egypt civilization. Egypt is the civilization of all spirituality. Witchcraft, sorcery, magic, satanism. All of it has its root in Egypt. And that is why when the Lord sent Moses back to Egypt, he never sent him with grammar. He sent him with power. Pharaoh does not understand English. Pharaoh does not converse on negotiations. The kingdom of darkness is not United Nations. You are not a diplomat in the spirit. You are an end-time warrior. The language of warriors is war. We need to get out of this diplomatic preaching. And come to revival preaching. There is so much calmness on the altar. The kingdom of darkness is taking our children. As young as high school. We have satanists in our primary and secondary schools. We need agents there. Who are full of the Holy Ghost. Young people that can possess a university. People that can enter there. With the fire of the Holy Ghost. It is altar for altar. Fire for fire, sound for sound, but let the living God answer with fire. Egypt does not understand grammar. It does not understand Hebrew. It does not understand calmness. The time for the church to be cool is over. We were baptized under fire. The time for us to operate with decorum is over. Egypt is rising. Witches are all over. Freemasons are even going on TV. What happened to our nation? A time has come for the church to arise. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, listen how you'll survive in Egypt. The Lord met Moses as a shepherd with a rod. And then he asked him, what do you have? He said, I have a rod. It was called the rod of Moses. But the Lord told him, cast it down, it became a snake. He told him, pick it up, it became a rod. Why? Because in Egypt, the custodians of Egypt have rods. You can't enter Egypt without a rod. Because when they entered Egypt in Exodus 7, Pharaoh called his men and they came with rods. And what happened is that Moses converted the rod of a shepherd 
to becoming the road of deliverance. Some of us must begin to convert our roads. Your PhD can be converted into a road of deliverance. You are doctorate. You are a doctor, yes. But that is a road that can enter into Egypt. I don't know who I'm talking to. But Egypt understands roads. Kaya shataya poli barataya. We are so cool in our day. The devil is taking over. The, the system of Egypt had an advantage. They are men had roads. The road of Moses had to be converted into a tool of deliverance. I want to declare, you are not another accountant. Convert that into a road of deliverance. In that office, you don't understand the foundations. Some of the people you are working with, they consult black magic. You cannot be cool in that office. People are being promoted. Five years, someone is sitting on your locker. No, 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 no. Something must give way. I say something must give way. Some of our relatives, we know them. They are the only ones who have made it. And they have interfered with the graces in family. No one has ever risen above them. We know the gods they consult. We know, we know the they consult. May you convert whatever you have. That business can be a road. I say that business can be a road. Egypt does not understand grammar. The first day Moses tried to negotiate with Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Moses, you guys are idol. Intensify their work. Moses was walking and they said, who made you a leader? The second day he went to the rivers. Because the river was the source of life of Egypt. In fact, before the, before the rivers, Moses had to test whether God had delegated Godhood. Because the Bible says, and God said to Moses, you will be a God and Moses shall be, Aaron shall be your prophet. The Bible says, don't you know that ye are gods? Because in Egypt, Pharaoh was a God. So you can't meet a God at a prophet level. The Lord must leave you to a God level so that you can have the conversation of territory. And when he appeared, it was not the road of Moses that swallowed the road of the wise men. It was the road of Aaron. It was not the road of Moses. The road of Moses was there for heavier matters. Recado manda satire. The road of Moses was there for heavier matters. Elementary levels. He told now you are the prophet Aaron. When I met God as a man, he told me to drop my rod. It became a snake. Now, there is always a snake on the crown of Pharaoh. We must deal with that snake. It is the system of intelligence and we must deal with it. And the wise men came with their rods. I want to tell you, them that are opposing us, they have their system. They have their system and they are serious. That's why people are waking up at three to call on their gods. You, you are still sleeping. People are sleeping in graves. So that their business can prosper. You, you are waiting for deals. Businesses are not on the table. People negotiate in the spirit. Oh, I wish I can speak to somebody. There is a realm where decrees don't promote you. It is the altar that packs you up. That gives you an advantage. There is a realm in this world. You can be a graduate and tamakin, but you can be an intercessor, one that knows the ordinance of Zion by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And some things become illegal. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, Egypt does not speak your mother tongue. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, Egypt understands power. Moses said to Aaron, when I met God, he told me to drop my stick. He said to Aaron, drop your stick. He was testing Godhood. And the stick became a snake. And it swallowed all the other snakes. By the time Aaron picked the rod, he also picked the rods of the opponent. It is called the disarmory. Kaya Shataya. It is called disarmory of them that contend against us. They, we are there to disarm. Witches can never prevail where we are. 
I say they can never prevail. We have another road. We come from another order. We have encountered the king of glory. By the time this Rema first come to an end, I release you back to Egypt. Go and deliver your family. Go and deliver your generation. Go and tell Pharaoh, let my generation go. I come in the name of the Lord, the creator of the heavens and the earth. We want to declare over the powers of Kenya, let our generation go. Hallelujah. Somebody said the civilization of Egypt. My goodness, you know, Africa is spiritual. That's why their theologies Americans cannot teach us. They, that some of the dimensions of spiritual war, it is a theology in America, but it is a reality in Kenya. I serve in a territory. I know witchcraft. I know powers of darkness. I know when you meet a madman and he tells you Kijano miamua vita and you tell him you are not a madman you are a carrier of territorial spirits and we come in the name of the Lord we are here for territories that's why the Bible says the first assignment they had to turn the river into blood to tell Egypt the system of deliverance is the blood of Yeshua you don't need the river Nile you need the blood of the living God they had to by the time Moses left Egypt, all the 21 gods of Egypt knew there is another God, even Pharaoh. I said today, some of our aunties are witches. They will know the God we serve is not a dead God. Ah, what are you trying to tell me? The pastor, it is because of my uncle. No, no, no. The time has come. Let them look at your life and say, surely this one is a carrier of the spirits of the Holy God. Hallelujah. Please sit down briefly because I need to, I have a few minutes. We need to understand the civilization. Is someone understanding now the psychology of the world? We have the Cain civilization. Are you getting it? The said generation must arise. We have the Egypt civilization. Moses must arise. I don't have time to deal with Moses. But he touched a dimension that many of us have never touched. Civilization number three. Somebody say Babylon. Somebody say Babylon. And this is where Daniel begins. Now the system of Babylon was a cocktail of Egypt and, and Cain. So when you meet Babylon, Egypt is there and Cain. That's why Nebuchadnezzar had wise men. Those were not PhD holders. They carried intelligence of the divine. There is a wisdom that gives men access to the realm of the spirit. Can I tell you one thing, Kenya? I, I think one of the topics that the devil has fought, it being taught in our churches, is understanding spiritual realities. But life is spiritual. And them that have taught it, have taught us demonology. So we are more devil conscious than Jesus conscious. That's why when we pray, we shout. Because sometimes we think God is too far and the devil is too close. We need to revise our plays. You grew up watching a Christmas play where the devil was an adult and Jesus was a child. So in your mind up to date, you are praying to a child to fight an adult devil. He was not a child. He was the king of glory. The Bible says when he was born, some angels in the dimension called the host of heaven. Who are the host of heaven? They are the angels in charge of warfare. When the Lord is called the Lord of hosts, we are talking about battle. That Lord of hosts is the commander of the armies of heaven. When he entered a foreign territory of deities, the government of God showed up and they were singing hallelujah. Because angels glorify God according to the level of their revelation. The seraphims cry kadosh kadosh. But the host of heaven, they cry hallelujah. And they went and told the shepherds, the king has been born. He was not a baby in a manger, it was a king. The wise men came from the east. Following a star, these were astrologers 
from Babylon. Is someone listening to me? They came, listen, in the days of Daniel, the wise men gave counsel to kings because they had knowledge of the divine. So they were hired by kings to give intelligence about spiritual matters. In the days of Jesus, the wise men came with one question. Where is he? Not so that we can give him advice that we may worship him. The wise men met a king that never needed their advice but needed their worship. Who are the wise men? These are like the modern day sorcerers. Stargazers and astrologers. They bowed to the king of glory in a manger. Even in a manger, he still carried divine power. If the wise men and astrologers can bow, the powers of Babylon will also bow. Somebody shout Babylon. Babylon. The whole of what we call government civilization is Babylon. That's why there is a level of and I'm sorry to say this. I keep on talking to my protocol. And I tell them, I am a pastor, I'm a shepherd. If I don't smell sheep, I have faint. So please, don't guard me as if I'm a God. Because the temptation of Jesus is that he was taken on the temple top. And the devil told him, if you are God, there is something called temple top ministry. Where the man of God is too high that the sheep cannot locate him. The real evidence that you are a shepherd, you must interact with the sheep. He said unto Peter, Peter, do you love me? Tend my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Tend my sheep. We are called for fish sheep. The power we carry is for a woman with the issue of blood to interact with. Who touched me? There is proximity to that woman. Who touched me? And Peter says many are rubbing. But he says no somebody touched me. A woman realized I can bypass protocol. Men of God. It is this Babylon system. That has lifted us above the sheep. And the sheep is suffering. The anointing we carry. Is not for our children. Is not for our family. It is for the sheep. And so Babylon has entered into church. Remember Babylon. Babylon visits the church sometimes. Because the king said, go to the camp of Babylon. Get me men of this character. Educated. Learned in science. Babylon does not deal with fools. People that are half God. Can I come to your level? For so long, we have raised worshippers. The next thing we see them as secular entertainment. They sang offbeat on the altar. They played our keyboard in church. Then Babylon came through a, an event, which is a talent search, and fished a worshiper. Today is a secular artist. Babylon does not raise men. Babylon comes for men that the church has raised. Some of the greatest leaders have church DNA. Some of the CEOs were intercessors. But today, that spirit of Babylon has entered. That when a pastor extends with five minutes, they get irritated. It's called Babylon. Babylon will never fight your worship. Babylon will even build a prayer house in the office. But Babylon will doctrinate you without your consent. You'll begin to say it's good to be civilized. Some things need common sense. We need, we, need, we need a board. We need structures like the ones that are in the corporate world. We are not running a corporate center. We are running a spiritual center. The moves of the spirit are like wind. Today we might be building a mega church. Tomorrow we are beginning a crusade. Why? We go in the direction of the spirit. It's good to have a strategic plan. But it is good to strategize in the spirit. Majority of the people were hijacked by Babylon. Babylon will change your language. Babylon will change your name. Babylon will change your diet. Babylon will change your worship. People are no longer talking about the Holy Ghost. They are talking about energies. Some people have negative energy. Some people have a bad vibe. That is the language of Babylon. Oh, you know, 
I can tithe in a children's home because it's my money. That's Babylon. Oh, Jesus. A door was just open in America. Now you have necessity. And you keep on saying, oh, Africans with their prayers. And whatever opened that door was a Kesha. Babylon has begun to take over your mind. The system of Babylon. That is why in Babylon, Daniel survived by a prayer altar. They studied the life of Daniel. They realized the only way to kill Daniel is to kill his prayer altar. That's why Babylon has given you assignments and promotion. So that instead of waking up at three to pray, you're waking up at three to reply emails. And when your prayer life is shaken, you discover you begin to lose. Instead of laboring in the midnight hour, that is the time you're returning phone calls. Because Babylon will overburden you. They will drink what you carry. They will abuse what you carry. But the fact that you're in Babylon, never abandon the prayer altar. They said, king, become a god for 30 days. And anyone that does not worship him, you let him be cast in the dens of lion. The devil knew if only I take Daniel, only 30 days, one month is enough to create another order of lifestyle. If the man is quiet for one month, I have his destiny. But the Bible says on that very day, when the decree was made, Daniel opened the windows. He faced Jerusalem, connected with the ancient altars of Jerusalem where God said if my people who are called by my name if they humble themselves and repent and call me from this altar I shall hear and answer them he opened the window there is no barrier in the spirit released a shout <sighs> please follow kingly the Bible says the whole of Babylon had I wish you could know how big Babylon was. The man didn't have a microphone. He was fulfilling Ephesians 3.10. The, the, the people that had were the powers that were ruling Babylon. And that is why that shout arrested the principality of Babylon. By the time he was being taken to the den of lion, he entered with the atmosphere of Eden where lions ceased from eating meat and they became vegetarians because prayer, prayer, prayer creates an atmosphere. Have you not read that Jesus prayed until Elijah and Moses showed up? These were men living in glory. He created an environment where heaven came. Can I even go deeper? In that prayer, do you know the Bible says, the Lord said unto Moses, you will never enter Canaan. He died out of Canaan. But the intercessions were made in Canaan. Moses trespassed because heaven descended. Okay, that's too deep for some people, but let me continue. But the man prayed Jesus. He prayed until heaven came down. That is the atmosphere Daniel carried. When he entered in the den of lions, he entered with an atmosphere that interrupted the appetite of lions. The appetite of lions. And the Bible says the king could not sleep. The lions knew there are people you don't eat. Sometimes the devil will not stop you from being dropped in the lions. But he's trying to tell the lions there is a caliber of men you can never eat. He may never stop the fire so that the fire can know there are caliber of men you can never burn. We are those men. You can take away my position, take away my promotion, take away my investment, but don't take away my prayer. Because by prayer, I am whom I am. By prayer, I have what I have. The only thing you need to leave with me, leave me with my mouth. Oh king, just leave me with my mouth. I shall negotiate with heaven. I came to call a generation out of Babylon. Too much Babylon in the church. Now the church has become a corporate center. We are thinking like corporate. We are behaving like corporate. We stop seeing God in the spirit. Tell that neighbor he's talking about you. Tell that neighbor Daniel must arise. And bring the altars of God in Babylon. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it is prayer that made Daniel relevant. Oh, my generation, can I speak in Swahili? 
vijana lazima tuache kuwa prayer item historia kusema madhi uniombea mimi najua madha uomba history lazima ishe lazima uache kuwa prayer item wewe sasa uanze kubeba maombi ya home uambie madha time yako ya kupoa imetulia wake up nitaomba tell your neighbor neighbor don't be a prayer item hallelujah you cannot be 30 and you are still relying on your mother's prayer who is 70 shame on you No 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 that oh I know my mom prays for me no you must learn how to pray a shut mouth is a shut destiny babylon must bow ha. I love a song they wrote and said I will pray I will pray I will pray cuz if I don't pray but the devil will not make mess on us we are going to pray for our lives we are going to pray for our careers we are going to pray in the marketplace i declare from this altar we will begin to have morning devotions in our offices brothers will begin to hold hands in a bank and intercede for 30 minutes we will begin to have lunch hours in our offices we will begin to see these things i declare in kenya we will see prayer houses in the airport dedicated for believers the hour cometh babylon will not silence us hallelujah
they dance for one hour 30 minutes and then you give them a motivation dose that child is struggling with masturbation that child does not know whether they are a boy or a girl that child is struggling with weed motivation cannot take them out they need the power that has kept us in the faith the devil has not become more powerful the kind of believers we are raising are wanting the way we are investing in schools let's invest in Sunday school let's invest in teens church they don't need DJs they need worshippers they don't need motivational preachers. They need fire preachers. Kaya! At 16, David was killing Goliath. At 17, John was the beloved disciple. At 14, Mary carried the Lord in her womb. They are not too young for the dealings of Zion. And this generation, they need the power and the fire of the Holy Ghost. Concerts have failed. They have failed. Let us try Jesus. He has never failed. I say he has never failed. You may forget my name. But at least you will say there was a mad young man who came to Rema. And after that madness I caught something. That's my agenda. I came to recruit. KDF is recruiting in the natural. I came to recruit in the spiritual. An army for the end time revival. Is someone getting me? A generation must arise in the order of Elijah. Whatever will sort Kenya. The last civilization is the civilization of Rome. That is where we have religion. I don't have time to go through all of them. But listen, in the two minutes I have, whatever will save Kenya is the order of Elijah. The name Elijah means Yahweh is God. That was not a name. That was a message. That you have embodied with a message until people call you that message. The spirit of revival is introducing the lordship of Yahweh in a generation. Elijah was a man of prayer. A generation of prayer must arise. Elijah was a man of the wilderness. You cannot watch Netflix and prophesy. You cannot be on TikTok eight hours and receive revelations. You must know the journeys of the wilderness. You can never change a system that has fed you, raised you, trained you. You must come from Tishbe and come and tell them, Thou says the Lord. I am not here for a popularity vote. Thou says the Lord. LGBTQ is a sin and sinners will end up in hell. Thou says the Lord to the government of Kenya, the judiciary. Thou says the Lord. You can change the law. We will change their hearts. Revival is here. Kaba. Shebaliya Revival is here. A generation will not die when we are here. Elijah's must arise. The spirit of Elijah is the spirit of boldness. Let me put it in my mother tongue. Wakati dogi menda territory zawenyewe inekangamkia katikati ya mugu. Lakini dogi kiwa territory yake mukia inakuanga chu. The earth is of the Lord. When a dog goes to a foreign territory, it puts the tail between the legs and it is vibrating. What you don't know, we are here legally. We are on earth by ordination. Our tails must go up. Our teeth must begin to manifest. We cannot be quiet. I say we cannot be quiet. Do I have young people in the house? We are 70% in this nation. We must change the narrative. Not every young man is an alcoholic. Not every young man is a slay queen and a slay king. Not every young man is a boating and fornicating. There is still a Mordecai generation that have not defiled their knees. Let their voice count. I am tired when they speak on our behalf. Revolution is overthrowing systems. If all of us went on Twitter and said certain program, we don't want it on TV, that TV can close. We don't know our power, but our tails are between the legs. Men were facing the knife of the persecutor. 
you are afraid of trending on TikTok. You are not a worthy opponent. What will Paul say when he meets with you in glory? That you never shared your faith because men were going to insult you on Twitter. When a man like Paul knew he's going to die and he wrote and said, I have run the race. I have kept the faith. Now I am ready to be poured as a living sacrifice. Where are the warriors of our day? Where are they? Where are the warriors? Where are the warriors? The world is not looking for normal men. The madness in the world needs another madman. They are kissing at eight in bus stops. They are making out in the streets. You think those are, that's a normal generation? No. You cannot be normal. Carry your Bible in a matatu. Speak in tongues. There's Hotaya. Yes. I know you have dreadlocks. I know you have tattoos. But that's your past. Let them know there is another order. We are not ashamed. I say we are not ashamed. Revival in our high schools. Revival in our university. Let the men in the order of Elijah. Let them arise, strange men. Let me finish. Please hold on there. Listen, listen. Elijah realized Israel cannot be fixed by motivational talks. You speak under the anointing. You're a man of the wilderness. They look for you on Facebook, they can't get you. But they know this is the voice of Yahweh. And you tell her, blessed me after three years and see what I've said if it will not happen he was a man of prayer and then he said now for us to end the, the atmosphere let's meet on Mount Carmel somebody say Carmel let us locate the abandoned altars he never built a new altar he repaired the altars of old we don't need to build a new altar we need to locate where our fathers labored and built can I share something the last miracle the last miracle of Elijah was the first miracle of Elijah. I will repeat. The last miracle of Elijah opening the Jordan was the first miracle of Elijah opening the Jordan. We have to build on the labors that are there. The second thing, he had to align the priestly good. He went and slaughtered the prophets of Baal. The priestly good must be organized. Then he went into prayer until a cloud gathered the size of a man's fist. What is that fist? It is the convergence of the fivefold. Apostles, pastors, teachers, evangelists, and teachers. This convergence is here. That is revival. That convergence releases rain to a territory. And after that, the Bible says he ran. It was not a race of running. It was a race of conquest. The Bible says he was anointed to run. He outran Ahab. And the Bible says, to the entrance of Jezreel, entrance, the race was towards the gates. Because he that has the gates has the city. When he secured the gates, <sighs> intercessors, are you hearing me? It doesn't matter who is the governor of Nairobi, who are at the gates. Because Mordecai controlled the palace to a point that Esther entered. Because a man at the gate was controlling the nation. Who are at the gates? The moment intercessors take their place, we can release our Esther. And say, Esther, enter. Enter into state house. Enter into government. Enter into that parastato. You are there for such a time as this. Why? Mordecai is at the gate and enter. Esther is doing her stuff. The church must take over the gates. It is not a race to defeat Ahab because the problem of Israel is Jezebel so he that has the gates has where Jezebel lives and after the gates were secured my time is up after the gates were secured the, the Bible says it was it was Elijah that anointed Elisha his successor but he was supposed to anoint Jehu he was supposed to anoint Jehu, but he never anointed Jehu. The man that anointed Jehu was not even Elisha. Second Kings 9.1, it was a man among the sons of the prophets. Can we read that scripture as we finish? Because we have to raise a church. Where you say, I've seen Apostle Subi here, where you say, go to life church. You, everybody read, everybody read. 
Let me explain it. He never called a specific sign. He called one. He said, take the flask. Because the church of Elisha, every son had stature. Hey, this is revival. That you can come where I pastor. And you ask me, pastor, are you in church? And I tell you, no. But that gate man, tell him to pray for you. Because that gate man is a carrier of the very power that I carry. I want to declare over Kenya, we are moving from the pulpit manifestation to individual manifestation. I declare today, let the sons arise. The sons of Zion, the sons of glory. Let the people take the gates. We want to declare, oh ye Asian gates, be lifted up that the king of glory may enter. Today in the name of Jesus, I release you to your gate. I release you to your gate. I release you to your gate. Listen, the person that killed Jezebel was not Elijah. It was not Elisha. It was a man anointed by a son of Elisha called Jehu. How did Jezebel die? The Jehu entered by the very gates that were conquered by Elijah. The very gates. Can I tell you something? Some of our fathers have conquered gates. We don't need to reconquer. We need to enter. The sword that escapes Elijah, Elijah shall take. The one that escapes Elijah, Jehu shall take. We are anointed for battle. The sword, they escape the sword that they, I mean the people that escape the sword of the fathers. The son are coming with your sword. We are saying Jezebel, you may have ruled in the day of Elijah but by the conquering of the gates, we are entering. And Jehu stood by the gates and said, who is by my side? And Jezebel began to apply makeup. It's called the power of seduction. But the people working for Jezebel were eunuchs. Castrated. No appetite. No desire for sex. No desire for relationship. They looked at Jezebel. And they said once you are done slaying. We are going to slay you. Because there is another coming. Of young people. That are eunuchs in the spirit. Castrated. Walking in holiness. Walking in power. They shall dethrone Jezebel in our day. Lift up your hands and say Lord, let the sword of circumcision pass over my flesh. Lord, let the sword of circumcision pass over my flesh. Today, whatever the fathers never conquered in our day, we are sending a warning. A generation is rising. We are sending an alarm. Whatever the fathers never conquered, we are sending a warning. Let another order. Let Jehu arise. Let Elijah arise. Let the sword of Elijah arise. We announce now revival in our high school, revolution in our college, revolution in our marketplace. Let the Lord arise that his enemies may be scattered. Let the Lord arise. Hey, uh, yeah. We came for war. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Hey, uh, yeah. Release the cry of war. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Somebody release a cry of war.
up your hands. Blow. Blow like a mighty wind. Spirit of victory. This is what is to move in our generation. Listen, this is what needs to move. I sense there is an anointing of revivalist. You have been doing high school missions. Go in the power and see miracles. You have been having a burden to preach in colleges. Please begin. Bible studies, home fellowships. This is not about a man. This is about the Lord lifting himself in a generation. This revival will not carry the title of a man. This revival will carry the title of Jesus. I will pray. I will pray. Oh, I will pray. If I don't pray, Satan will make mess of me. Oh.